When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Woodman Corner, the West Woodman Champion podcast that goes places others fear to tread. I am Graham Brown. I'm here with my co-host Joseph Chapman. <laughs> Hello, Graham. We had a nice, we had a nice. Christmas holiday. Uh, but for the Albion largely ruining it, yes, I have. Are you feeling like feel like going somewhere where others fear to tread today? Uh, I hope so. I hope I'm ready for this venture. So what we're going to do today, it is we are um, several days into the uh, transfer window. Uh, there's probably been less activity than most of us would like, but we are going to look at the five changes that West Bromwich Albion must make. And it's fairly clear they need to make changes. Uh, we are essentially bottom of the league we are essentially the worst team in the league at the moment so uh that so some significant stuff needs to happen meanwhile uh our captain and one genuine class player looks like he's um he might be going elsewhere so there's lots and lots to talk about uh joe talk us through what we're going to talk about today well in terms of you say changes i suppose um, as as much uh you know kind of issues to address there's potential players coming in. The likelihood is that the players will have to leave before that happens. You've got players that are in on loan. Do you, do you keep them there? They've got players returning from loans, particularly younger players of the squad. Do they get a chance the second half of the season or do they find another, another team for the uh, remainder of the campaign? There's a hell of a lot that Alan Pardew's got to do in the space of, say, well, now what, what it is just over three weeks. What, what do you think his biggest priority should be? What, what's, what, what, what's the number one thing that Pardew must do? It's just a striker, it is the bottom yeah, line. It, it's got to be... Uh, Albion aren't conceding a silly, silly amount of goals, really. No. You compare it to Stoke. Stoke have conceded over 40 goals this season, which is absolutely enormous amount, You know, just over half the season. Albion's isn't that bad. The problem's quite clearly at the other end of the pitch where... They're playing well, actually, for large periods of large, of, of matches, particularly under Pardew, and then just not provided enough at the at the uh, at the top end of the pitch. And it's I mean, a serious worry. I think that's right. I think I think it's a wider issue than that. Um, that, that I think we'll probably probably come back to in that you know we need goals from all sorts of places like set pieces, which um, which is sort of significantly fallen off. But you just can't get away from the fact that I mean I've spoken on this podcast before about how how little time I have for Hal Robson Carner as a Premier League footballer. Um Salomon Rondon has confirmed himself not to be a goal scorer and Jay Rodriguez he isn't really exceptional at anything really, you know, of, the, of those three he's the one that's most likely to put it in the back of the net but not with it with anywhere near enough regularity really. Uh but we should probably start with Evans, shouldn't we? So um What's the latest Evans, Evans? Evans is the kind of the key, I suppose, to all this. He's, yeah, it's got to happen he's, first. He's the catalyst, really, uh, in in terms of uh, any significant transfer business Albion can do. They they'll have to box clever, particularly if if Evans wasn't to go anywhere anytime soon. And so, if they uh, if they're trying to get a player in, much will depend on the fees and the freeing up of wages that Evans currently occupies. Yeah. So, 
while there haven't been any concrete bids and Arsenal Wenger was quizzed about it after uh, the FA Cup game Arsenal's uh, defeat to Nottingham Forest and he confirmed that nothing was was close there wasn't anything agreed or anything and that remains the case now but understand that Man City and Arsenal still have very strong interest in yeah. him uh, and would expect them to be kind of getting in, getting in touch with Albion as regards to the availability of, of Evans and it's something that really I suppose for City and Arsenal it's probably not something that they have to rush no, for us, I think, we'll yeah. have to do all the running I think yeah. that's the thing you've got two issues you've got the value and the time and uh, you know really you can't really realistically push both um, but you know personally I just think it needs to it needs to be 25 million plus and it needs to happen sooner rather than later I think the first thing will happen and I think the second thing won't I think it's going to come late in the window and I think that's concerning when you think yeah quite how quickly we need to turn things around it's, it's getting ridiculous really you know, what we'd have to do to get to 40 points now is, is near implausible what we need to get to um to get to seventeenth, he's getting uh, he's getting difficult. So go on then. Uh, what what, what happens with Johnny Evans? So Evans, yeah, okay. Say Evans goes with maybe a week a week of the the, uh, the transfer window remaining. The one thing Albion just can't do is sell Evans and not make use of that money or yeah. replace him. So you know, very much like Berahino a couple of years ago, the offer comes in with next to no time to replace him. It's a straight no, and that's fine. As you've already said, the one thing you worry about is that for say a, a period of time where Albion hope to do business and don't do that business, uh, with Evans gone, all of a sudden you 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 know you've you've lost your captain. Uh, obviously, he's had a horrible run of of uh, results. It's well it's well documented, isn't it? That he hasn't been on the winning side since Albion beat Arsenal in March. Yeah, we're now in January. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> ten months on. That's probably a positive, isn't it? And that's why um, you know in terms of. Of item number one, I would sell Johnny Evans. Is that um, he's not playing as well as he was. He probably isn't motivated for Albion. And the truth is, we, um, as compared to some of our other more high-profile issues, we can we could comparatively get by without him. You know, I would personally like to see him replaced. But if he wasn't replaced, yeah, got, that, that's the big question, isn't it? Do you yeah. think with three positions across the back four, with Kieran Gibbs occupying the other one pretty comfortably, do Albion have enough? going forward in this relegation battle with McCauley, Hagazi, Dawson and Nyon as it's, four uh, to, uh, to, uh, to fill three of those places? It's, it's, it's a big gamble and it's one that, um, that I think I'd, I'd, I'd sooner see them bring someone in. But I mean, I think you know, when you think at the other end, you're talking about those three strikers that I talked about, you know, having, having two, two positions to be taken up by McCauley, um, Hagazi and... Uh, and Dawson isn't necessarily the biggest concern. What I would say, and this probably comes so, so, so I think we we both said we'd sell Evans to the right man. My concern is I'm just looking through this document of uh, everyone that Albion's been linked with. Glenn Johnson, um, we've been linked with one centre half in Ben Mee, who I don't think is plausible. I don't think he's coming. He's going anywhere from Burnley. The uh, Andy. Yeah, yeah, done from um, from Barnsley. He's another right back. We've been linked with uh, Bakari Sanya, and we have been linked with um, Connor Cody's a sweeper, isn't he? That was a very tentative link. And we've been linked, of course, with Debushi. So that's four. Yeah. So, so I'm going to throw out my concern about this. 
Last year, Albion scored 41 goals. 15 of them came from corners. That's We, we talked before about the fact that we aren't scoring at the other end. That's principally where the drains come from. Because, I mean, um, Rondon didn't really score last year. And my concern is you get rid of Evans, you move Dawson across to centre-half, and you bring in a right-back like Debussy. All of a sudden, we've got no more attacking threat off corners than anyone else has. You know, we, it used to be that we had three, possibly four centre-halves, then big bustling strikers and some sizeable midfielders and so on. We've already stepped back from that, which I can understand. You know, fans advocated, when Pulis left, fans advocated a better form of football, and that's what this would be, a Debussy or something like that. He's not going to play like Dawson, who essentially operates as another centre-half but goes forward with corners. He's going to get more involved with play and that sort of thing. But he's not going to score... He's not going to score five goals like Dawson and um, Macaulay average between them last year. Um, and I don't think Albion have progressed enough to change that. I think this season they should, maintain, they should continue to a certain extent in that Pulis vein of trying to get goals off um, set pieces. Mm. If they want to address a fundamental thing like getting full-backs to operate like full-backs, do that in the summer. So my, uh, what, what I would say is I don't want to see Evans replaced by Glenn Johnson or Debussy. I would sooner see him replaced by centre-half. Who that centre-half would be... You've been Pulis, Graham. Yeah, I have, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'll throw out a couple of names. I don't, I don't even really believe this. I've, I really like Stephen Corker as a footballer. I don't think Stephen Corker is in any shape to go straight to a Premier League team. But it'd be someone I'd be interested. It'd be interesting to see Albion as cover. You know, as cover. You think to yourself, yeah. Stephen Corker's twenty-six years old. That is, you know, that is, he's not even in his prime yet. Well, he shouldn't be in his prime yet, arguably. Yep. He knows Craig Dawson well. They they came through the ranks England under twenty-ones together and played oh. played for a period of time. I don't know if you agree, but I think McCauley could play more. So I, th- I think. And we know, could finally have McCauley Corker as our. Central wow, which is which is all of all I've ever wanted. Just Hollywood acting. The other names I could think of, I, th- I sort of thought if if he goes to Arsenal, maybe someone like, maybe like Holden or Chambers or could come over could come over on a short term basis. Aidan Flint is someone from Bristol City. I've always thought looks a good player. I can't imagine. You know, it's not a great time to be trying to get someone out of Bristol City. No, they're a, they're a well oiled machine, aren't they, Bristol? And everyone seems to uh, enjoy playing there. And it's one of those. It's very much like Gary Rowett and Stoke. Would you would you want to leave to join a struggling Premier League team when you? In a very very good position in the championship, and you know potentially a Premier League team yourself next year. So that's what I'd do. I'd replace him with the centre half. What would you do? I I also like Colker. I also think you're absolutely right when you say that Colker, who hasn't who hasn't had a run in any team for more than a year. Yeah. Uh, he was a bit of a. He was by the end. He was considered a bit of just a drain on wages, really, at QPR. Um, and he's obviously had his problems off the field, and he's there's there's a there's a very good player there. I think. I yeah, do, I, do, I do like Colker. Whether 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 he'll ever be realised, a la Berahino, I don't know. But yeah, no. So I guess moving to the next one, then striker. So okay. we've both established that striker would be um, got to w- be would be the most important thing. Gone then. Who? Well, it, it, there's three names. These these stand out in as far as uh, okay. They might not be the best options, but they've all made it very clear they want to leave their respective clubs in yep. the in the in the, uh, in the January window if possible. So you have got Stefano Akaka at Watford. Yep. You've got Alexander Mitrovic in Newcastle, and you've got Diafra Sacco at West Ham. Now, Sacco's someone that Albion were very interested in signing 18 months ago. Mm-hmm. That didn't come off because of a, of a medical, uh, which was infuriating at the time, because you actually thought to yourself, if you could kind of get Diafra Sacco playing with the right attitude, and if he could stay fit, he'd be a very, very decent signing for Albion. Yeah. Uh, and it, obviously, it didn't, it didn't come to fruition. That was a real shame. 
Akaka's he's only been in English football really for you know uh, is it 12 months now I think and he's you know he, he's been in and out of the side and he's he's down the pecking order at Watford you've got this argument now as well whether you out, a team like Albion should be looking at second third choice strikers <laughs> at teams like West Ham Newcastle and Watford but also you've just got to be realistic yeah you, you have you're not going to go and spend 20 million on, on a uh, on, Robson Carnu plays for Albion, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't get in. He wouldn't get in Watford's reserves. So three names. Do you have I, a favourite? I, like, I like Mitrovic a lot. I think Mitrovic is still only about twenty-two or so. He's yep. very, very young. Uh, he's not got a an astonishing goal record, but I think he would fit the mould of a number nine better than than Rondon. I actually think he, he's a slightly better finisher than Rondon, and I think that he would be a good fit. Back. We're in danger of uh, of, bra- of of agreeing with each other too much, but um, yeah. Okay. So of those of those three that you've said, mm. so Karkat for some reason has played for Italy. But I had a little look into his um, his past. He's never really scored goals. He's no. got uh, if you look at, look in recent seasons. Last season he scored. Um, I mean, did right one in four for Watford in a new in a new um, in a new shirt. It was Anderlet before then. He averaged less than a, a goal every other game there. Sampdoria for a season. He scored eight goals in 36 games. Mm. Palmer, he never really got in their team. He's ne- I, I, I'm struggling how this guy's ever played four <laughs> times for Italy because he's, ne- he's never really made a, made a success of anything. Diafra mm. Sacco is probably the, the... The thing with Sacco is I was glad we didn't sign him last time, even though I think he's not a bad footballer. You know, he, scored, he scored well over one in three at, uh, at Mets across his career. He's a good age at 28. I think he's a personality issue, and this yep. is something I want to talk about. Actually, I think if you look, if you look at what Albion did last year and what Burnley are doing this year, it's a real, it's a real advert for signing personalities rather than talent. Of course. And I think you know if, that, that, that Burnley team doesn't have an awful lot more talent than than, no, no. than ours. It, it was something Tony Pulis was big on. Wasn't yeah. it? He, you know, he, he wanted to. He did a huge background checks on uh, on the personalities of, of every player he, he was looking into signing, and he would always get. Uh, the opinions of those who knew those players well, those those targets. So Jake Livermore being a perfect example. You know, he would he would speak to to people that had worked with Livermore before, kind of you know moving that moving that deal on. So, so it's it's yeah it's um, it's on that basis I'd rule Sacco. He's, he's had his, he's had his personal problems. He's he's. Uh, He's he's said and done some of the wrong things. I wouldn't want Sacco, so I'd agree, Mitrovic. And I think, I think you're right. It's interesting to rate it. So he's 23, like you say. He scored more the goal every other game at Anderlecht before coming to Newcastle. His goal scoring record for Newcastle is not very good. Uh, 14 goals in 65 mm. games. But he um, doesn't start. He doesn't. You know. He's and he's 23. Him. You know, you, you, you're looking at you're looking at a player who's had a six year career. Uh, sorry, seven year career. He's only 23. I think he's someone that's got he's got more to give. Um, he's a lot of the time when you look at kind of uh, he's got uh, an edge to him hasn't he you know he's, oh gotcha he's, you know, he's, but you'd uh, like to think that he's found a way to channel that you know there was that period where he seemed to get sent off all the time yeah um, you didn't mention Ings why didn't you mention no Ings? I just think I'm really not sure about Danny Ings uh, uh, if we missed out on Danny Ings I'm not sure I would be too disappointed I think to myself that he's a player that's had a very very long time out with the yeah. injury and could you afford to have him and say Rodriguez for example uh, kind of having to balance them both and making sure that they both remain fit uh, Rodriguez to be fair you know, touch wood uh, has been a success on, on, that, on that front yeah. since he joined he hasn't had any problems at all he's been able to play regularly he's, he's fitted in in all the um, 
in all the matches over the Christmas period, and he, and he seemed it was just a fatigue thing by the end rather than an injury. So, I think yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. I think it's the same thing as Kulka really is is. is do you want to be signing players in January that you can't rely on playing each week? Yeah. And and I don't even actually only mean from a fitness perspective. He's been not playing for that long that he, you you couldn't be a certain. There's no certainty that he's a Premier League player anymore. So yeah. I'd agree. So so that's so so, so striker. We've both gone for Mitrovic. That's interesting. Okay. So now, the next big thing is uh, the the decisions you got to. I think they've got to make on um, two players, two. Players that are the massively at the uh, different ends of the kind of spectrum mm-hmm. in terms of experience, in terms of you know background. Uh, you've got Gregor Krakowiak, yeah, and you've got Tyler Roberts, and both of their futures, their Albion futures, need to be kind of resolved. I, I think in the next few weeks. So Tyler Roberts will be back at uh, at Albion. Uh, Krakowiak at the mean the meanwhile is uh, he's been in and out of the side under under Pardew and Pardew has come out and said you know he was still very much a, a player that he would turn to a few weeks ago when he was left out of the uh, the squad to go to Stoke yeah and lo and behold he was in you know he was back in the uh, in the reckoning against Everton and Arsenal and and, pl- and started against West Ham and, and started against uh, Exeter so tell you something like Krakowiak what do you think. I was impressed by him at West Ham. Actually, I, I thought he, I thought he, uh, I thought he distributed the ball well, and he, he he did things. He did the simple things well. Yeah. He ticked ticked the play over midfield, and and in the first half, Albion went in ahead, and they were they were good value for it. They played really really well collectively. But uh, Krakowiak, I was impressed by, and it was a real shame that <laughs> like Kieran Gibbs, up until uh, the Exeter game, he, he was without a win, you know, in Albion colours, which is astonishing. But I'd agree. I'd agree because I think Krakowiak has had some good games with him. He looks slow, which is concerning. But I mean, it's it, it's perhaps less so than if he's playing out wide or something. Yeah. But, but I've seen I've seen I've seen two games. West Ham being the second one, where I thought him and Jakob look like they should play next to each other. Yeah, they look they look right. It looks it, it looks like one's occupying a space that's complementary, but uh, but different to the other. Mm. Um, th- th- yeah, they look right together for me. Um, Albion aren't a side that need to create new problems for themselves. I don't think I'd be getting rid of Krakowiak this, this January. No, it's just the midfield thing. Is it, generally, the competition is through the roof. You know, you've got Gareth Barry, you've got Jake Livermore, who's a regular. You've got Chris Brunt, who's now come back into the reckoning. And you've got Sam Field, who's jumped at the bit as well. So all these players, it's it's uh, there's a lot of decisions to be made week in, week out, kind of, you know, as to... Who plays for? Parts? And they're a bit too. I mean, they're not. They're not similar into that. They, they, they none of them are a, you know, James Morris nor Nasser Chadley position are they? So I mean, in, no. the, in, in the West Ham game, he played um, Livermore as the most. Well, I mean, mm. the, the, a, t- a team isn't functioning if Livermore is, is your uh, is your most attacking midfielder because um, for, for the things he can do, passing isn't really among them. No. Um. So uh, so I think there, there's an issue there. I and mean, would you bring in another midfielder? <sighs> well. Depends on that kind of who that player is, really. You know, um, you look you look historically at Pardew's teams, and the perfect example I can give you in terms of a creative midfielder that uh, has almost followed Pardew to an extent in his career is uh, Johan Kabay. Now, I'm not suggesting yeah. that Crystal Palace would, would part with Johan Kabay, but that kind of player with a little bit of, uh, you know, just offers a bit of finesse. I think, you know, that final pass that that, that can be. Um, 
the difference between a sideways pass and a killer ball going forward. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we've got too many players in the Albion team that can, that can pull that ball off. And do you think there's any hope? What's, what hope is there of Morrison playing any football anytime soon? There was a setback, wasn't there, with, the, uh, with his Achilles. So he's been recovering from his Achilles injury. He hasn't played since, well, I mean, how long has it been now? It's, it's been September. Was it September, I yeah. think? Oh, he obviously yeah. scored against uh, a Brighton, but I can't remember too many games since then that he played. I can't remember I'm exactly. hugely concerned about Morrison. Well, he was part of some history uh, along oh, these lines before. And Pardew was obviously was obviously hoping to have him fit for the uh, for the, uh, the, the the Brighton game at the yeah. Hawthorns, which is which is looking very, 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 very unlikely now. And then, of course, Chadley having that setback is just compounded it really because they are two players that you think to yourself if they'd have been available to to Pulis and to Pardew over the last couple of months week in week out Albion's fortunes might be a little bit improved well Albion have been linked with a couple of attacking uh, midfielders Batiglia in uh, in Portugal being one of them um, it would appear that uh, you know, that Pardew has, has sort of intimated that he'd be interested in a player on that and I think probably I, I can understand why I mean I think that there are a lot of games where we're playing again Darren mentioned him again Robson Carnu and um uh, and Rodriguez in midfield, and th- we're not we're not really kind of um, breaking through. I think it's concerning that we have to make such fundamental changes to our team like this. But um, I'd like to see something done there where where they are linking midfield and attack a mm. bit better. You'd like to think Chadley might be the answer in time, but I, th- they probably need to um, deal with it head on. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's something that is a necessity. And, and Pardew's already stated that he said. That an attacking midfielder is something that he'll be looking into certainly as regards to recruitment in January. Uh, but he will. I'd be considering, you know, with Tyler Roberts to uh, with Tyler Roberts kind of it, coming into the last few months of his contract now, he's getting a lot of praise from you know the lower reaches of English football, and you just wonder now whether a bit like Field and and, and Lico, do you do you give him a do you give him a go? So you're close. To, you're close to Alan, right? What's the state of play with Roberts? I mean, he's, he's contracts up in, a, in a, a, you know, in not a long time at all. I mean, is is Todd Roberts an Albion player of the future? Well, what is he now? Eighteen, nineteen. He's, you know, not not like Phil. There's a hell of a long way to go in his in his development. Yeah. So, a decision's got to be made. Obviously, uh, speak to Alex, who's on our sports desk, and he's a he's a Walsall fan, and he he thinks Roberts is fantastic. He thinks he's far too good for League One, and he half expected him to be uh, to be in the Championship. In the second half of this season, yeah, I don't know now whether you know you kind of think to yourself, well, actually, it's worth out holding on to him and just giving him a run, and you know he, he, he's he's got pace, which is something I'll be don't have going forward. He's a big lad as well. He's, he's got, got some for goal. Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, if it works, then. No, I'd agree. I don't know if it's if it's helpful for for the future of Tyler Roberts, but I'd have him in and around the team. I think I don't. I think I think it gives an opportunity for him to. Um, for us to sell ourselves to him almost as a as a um, as a viable option, but also yeah. we just don't have, we don't really have the options. We've talked talked again and again and again about about um, how poor our strikers are. So I mean, we tend to do this in these podcasts, but it seems like we've sort of broken out um, in complete <laughs> unison. So so we so we started off this podcast by saying the five changes West Brom must make. Number one, Evans. I think I'm right in saying we both agreed he should be sold. We both agreed he should be replaced by a centre half. Uh, with certain criteria, yes. I fee the date. Uh, yeah, if they can, if they can be boxes that can be ticked, 
then then yeah, I think I think so. Uh, number two, striker. We both agreed, Mitrovic. Well, yeah, of course. Of, of those players, of those names that we threw up between us, you know, with a uh, kind of just based on based on Albion, uh, based on players that could be available in the in the January window. We both agreed an attacking midfielder. Yeah, I think that's going to be necessary. I don't think you can wait for Nasser Chali to get himself fit in March. And, and as we've already said, Morrison, you just don't know. There's no specific time you're going to time frame uh, up for a return just yet. So, yeah, I think I think uh, knitting the midfield and the attack together is going to be vital to play under Pardew's way. I made the case we shouldn't have a right back. I also didn't mention the fact that uh, that Kane Wilson is a right back and probably overdue an opportunity at the Albion. Um, what do you reckon? Right back? I like Kane Wilson a lot. I, I'm not sure. To a point where you kind of have the same uh, reasoning around Roberts. You know, he's, uh, he's utilising a 17-year-old in, the, in, the, in a Premier League relegation battle-wise, or is it necessary? No, but what I'm, I think what I mean is that you've got, you've got Niam as a full-back, you've got mm. Dawson as a starter. I, I understand Niam's not very good and Dawson can play centre-half, but I would make the case by centre-half... And if you need, if you need, yeah, I would go with that. Yeah. I would go with that for the, uh, for the for the remainder of the season. I think Dawson at right back, another centre back, will be easier to get hold of than a, an, another right back. And number five, we would both bring back Tyler Roberts. Yeah, I think I'd give Tyler Roberts a go. I'd have, certainly have him in and around the squad. Maybe give him a run of, uh, you know, three or four games. Just see what he's about. Just see what he can do at this level. Um, and, and and of course, you've got Krakowiak as well, which is another big big thing. Yeah, so it's Albie a, need to find a suitor. PSG aren't going to take him back. They're not going to want to pay 110 grand a week for a player that's good and not going to figure at all. So they're very happy to let him see his contract, uh, his, his loan deal run down to the end of the season. The big thing now is whether a, another team on the continent, a Fenerbahce or a Rome or another team that have been linked with him, uh, comes into the point where they're actually serious about it and makes an offer. So the upshot of that is we lose Evans, we bring in the centre half, we bring Mitrovic up front, an attacking midfielder, we get Tyler Roberts back. Krakowiak stays. Does that team stay in the Premier League, Joe Chapman? We've got seven home games now in a row over the course of the next three months where we play none of the top six. Yep. And we need to probably go and win five of them. Now, for a team that hasn't done that in 20 league games, that might seem like a big ask. And doesn't but, score goals. Yeah, but we just don't have a choice. We've got to go and win those games. We've got to go and beat, the, beat teams like Watford uh, and Southampton, uh, and Burnley and Leicester. All these teams are coming to the Hawthorns. Um, and, and we've got to uh, we've got to get the results. Anyway, so it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a massive feat and uh, and one that I think we'll, we 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 would rank next to the the great escape where we managed to pull it off at <laughs> this uh, this point. Um, thank you for joining us in the po- this podcast this week. As I always say, this is a fans podcast. So if you want to get involved, do get in touch. And we will be um, coming back to you with transfer related news throughout January. If big news happens, uh, Wood McCorn will be doing breakout podcasts. But um, in the meantime, thank you for joining us this week on Runs and Upwards. Cheerio.